doing? Dr. Axe here. Welcome to another show. Today I've got a guest on. It's Dr. Michael Murray. Now I have uh, followed Dr. Murray for a long time. He's been in the natural health industry for many years. In fact, he has been the author of 40 books with over 6 million in print. And he literally wrote the textbook on natural medicine for healthcare practitioners, and as well as the encyclopedia of natural medicine. Again, he's been in the industry over 35 years. He's compiled over 60,000 scientific studies. And today we're gonna to be talking about vitamins. We're gonna talk about supplements. We're gonna be talking about overcoming many diseases, everything from autoimmune diseases to viruses, to balancing your blood sugar. And I wanna welcome the show, Dr. Michael Murray. Michael, thanks for being on today. Thanks, Josh, it's a great pleasure. Well, cool. Well, we're going to dive in and talk about a lot of uh, a lot of things. One of the other things we'll talk about, I know, is longevity. So, living a long, healthy life. But I think the first time I was exposed to you was reading one of your encyclopedias of natural medicine. And when I was learning and even coming out of school, you know, I, I love getting books like that. So I remember I got your book, went through it and read it several times. And so anyways, it's a great honor for me to be interviewing you who literally, again, wrote the encyclopedia on natural medicine, which is exciting. But you've been in this industry for a long time. I'd love to hear a couple things. What got you into the industry? And also, here's a big one. How have you seen the industry change and evolve this natural health industry over the past almost 40 years? Wow. <laughs> well, uh, the first question, how I got interested in natural health uh, was like many people, I had uh, my own health challenges and I had the good fortune of seeing a naturopathic physician and he changed my life. And uh, that inspired me to learn more about diet, uh, natural products, herbal products and ways to improve your health. And the more I learned, it just really resonated. It was something deep inside of me. And so I knew I wanted to make that my life's mission to gain information and try to digest it and put it out there in a way that people can utilize and really improve the, the quality of their life. So uh, it's, it's been a great it's been a great path for me as it is for you. And it's fun, too. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, it is a lot of fun. And, and that's what we, I mean, I hear this so often. I know I got it in because my mom had health struggles. I had health struggles myself. I overcame. And so I love that. And then talk to me about this. So when you first got in the industry, you know, I, I, from, from what I, you know, from, from what I know and saw, it was like, it was such a small industry. You know, when you're talking about taking vitamins, supplements, going to a health food store. I mean, right. right. I mean, these things were rare. Today, you've got places like Whole Foods and other, how, how have you seen this industry just change and influence society over the past, you know, many years? Oh, it's, it's been amazing. And oh, we have to realize that this, uh, this health movement, this health awareness that we see uh, permeate throughout uh, our culture really began in the health food industry, salad bars, uh, whole grains, um, you know, yogurt. Uh, these were things that uh, really were born out of the, the health food industry, taking supplements, uh, uh, utilizing a wide array of natural products to try and improve your health. Uh, eating more whole and organic foods. Uh, this really began uh, in the health food industry. You know, you know what's surprising? I think about this. Now, I think about, about 15 years ago when I was sort of just breaking into the natural health industry and starting my practice and whatnot. But I, I remember at the time doing educational seminars and I would ask the crowd, um, how many of you have heard of an omega-3 fat? Almost yeah. nobody raised their hand. 
So think about that. In 15 years, everybody knows what omega-3 is. Or how about something like ashwagandha or even turmeric? I mean, it's like ashwagandha seven years ago, nobody knew what it was. 10 years ago, nobody knew what turmeric was. I'm just saying, if you ask the average person, one out of 10 might have heard of it. And now, you know, turmeric is on every shelf, including grocery stores from Kroger to Meyer to Publix you know, all over the place. So it's crazy how it's continued to grow. And I think, you know, you're one of the people that really helped pioneer that by writing some of these books, getting the message out there. One of the first questions I I would have for you is, you know, today I want to talk about some conditions in a minute, but first I want to talk about some products that you've covered in some of your books. When, When you're looking at some of the most important herbals Uh, or supplements that you think people need to take, what are maybe your top three or five or just some number? What what are your top five supplements you're saying? I think most people could benefit from these five products. I really believe in a strong foundation and dietary supplementation is a part of that along with a health promoting diet, health promoting lifestyle and a positive mental attitude. And there are some key fundamental foundational supplements, a good high potency multiple vitamin and mineral formula, extra vitamin D3 uh, in the range of uh, 2000 to 5000 IUs for most people and getting a blood test is a good way to know uh, how much you need. And I think a good plant-based antioxidant something like grapeseed extract or curcumin or uh, some sort of uh, greens drink, something that's going to provide you an array of important phytochemicals that can act as broad spectrum antioxidant protection. And then I do believe in the power of these omega-3 fatty acids. And even in this day now, we still have a widespread insufficiency of omega-3 fatty acid intake. So taking a good high quality fish oil supplement is something that I think is part of that foundation. So a good high potency multiple vitamin and mineral formula providing the recommended dietary allowance for all the vitamins and minerals, uh, a little extra vitamin D3, uh, a good plant-based broad spectrum antioxidant. I personally uh, take a number of them, but at least take one of them. Uh, Grapeseed extract is a really good value for uh, that choice. And then uh, a good high quality fish oil. That is, I think, the bare minimum. And then once people have their their foundation established, then we can add on to it. Uh, I published on my website, drmurray.com, uh, a list of all the supplements I take. I, like you, I always get asked, what do you take? I'd like to know oh, yeah. what you take. Uh, and so I listed all 27 supplements that I take every day. And, uh, you know, that may seem like a lot uh, for most people. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would, uh, uh, I would not recommend, I would not prescribe all those uh, to uh, most of my patients because I'm concerned about their budget, but uh, you know, I can afford it and, and I, I get many of these at a great price. And so I, uh, I know how important they are and, and uh, I want to, I want to live a long, healthy and passionate life. So I, I, I take advantage of the information I have on these supplements and, and, uh, and take them accordingly. Well, I know it's working for you. I mean, you, you know, you look healthy, you look fit, you're vibrant. And so obviously I think we can learn something here and I have a few questions. And also I want to mention, uh, Dr. Murray is one of the executives that runs iHerb. So iHerb, uh, it's a large online site where you can buy a lot of different vitamins and supplements. In fact, our brand ancient nutrition that I helped co-found is on there, but you can go on there. iHerb and Dr. Murray is one of the 
doctors or the main doctor who's really uh, helping run that brand and innovate new products and things. And so anyways, you can check it out, iHerb.com. Let's talk about omega-3s for another minute, because one of the things that happens, Dr. Murray, is, you know, things go up and down to a degree in popularity. So you've got, you know, omegas come crashing on the scene, then they become less popular. You've had this happen with greens powders. We've had this happen with with numerous things, but omegas in particular, talk to me about what is the ratio people should be having? How, why are people still deficient? And what are some of the benefits people can experience when they take an omega-3 supplement? Yeah, these are really uh, critical components of our cell membranes. Uh, the health of our cell membranes, and we have cell membranes in all of our cells, uh, plays a huge role in the overall function of that cell. So uh, these are structural components of the cell membrane that give it fluidity. And uh, the, the cell membrane uses fats as reservoirs for uh, hormone-like compounds that regulate many body functions. So uh, these omega-3 fatty acids we know are deficient in many people because we can measure the levels in red blood cells, for example, from a blood draw, and we want them to be at least 8% uh, in the red blood cell membrane. And most Americans, 90% of Americans aren't even close to that number. And as a result, there are about 60 different health conditions that are linked to low levels of omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, these compounds are particularly important for the health of the brain. Your brain is literally a vat of fat. So when people call you a fathead, uh, you know, hopefully you can take it as a compliment because uh, it really is uh, composed of fat. And the types of fat that we consume in our diet determines the uh, type of fat that we have in our brain. And when we have low levels of these omega-3 fatty acids, we are more likely to be depressed, we're more likely to feel anxious, and we're more likely to have uh, kind of foggy thoughts and uh, a poor memory and poor cognition. And uh, these omega-3 fatty acids, if you supplement them, have been shown to improve all of those conditions, as well as about 60 others uh, including, you know, lowering uh, triglycerides, lowering inflammatory compounds in the body, uh, improving uh, the rate of nerve transmission, preventing uh, a clot formation. The, the list goes on and on and on. And uh, I think that uh, these these omega-3 fatty acids really, again, have to be part of that foundational approach. And it's about dosage. Uh, we, we need at least a thousand milligrams of combined EPA, DHA, and other omega-3 fatty acids, these long chain omega-3 fatty acids every day. So look at the label carefully and make sure you're getting at least a thousand milligrams. That's going to give you the threshold to get you above that at least 6% and hopefully up to 8% of your uh, cell membrane being composed of these omega-3 fatty acids. And, and when that happens, we see, uh, we see great things. So we see a reduction in cardiovascular disease. We see a reduction in the risk of many forms of cancer, and we see a reduction in heart disease and stroke. So very important uh, that we uh, get at least that minimum dose of a thousand milligrams of these long chain omega-3 fatty acids every day. I love it. You know, a few things that I heard you say here, which I think are critically important. This is critical for brain health. It's critical for heart health. And also it's critical for 
almost all of our health because it's so related to the inflammatory process in the body and keeping those inflammation levels balanced, which is going to help with numerous things. You know, one of the other things, the third thing you mentioned here in terms of supplements that you take almost every day that you've recommended to patients and people you've cared for are certain uh, antioxidant rich herbals or, you know, superfoods. So, you know, things like uh, resveratrol coming from something like a grape skin, curcumin coming from turmeric. What are some of your other favorites and what, and why are some of these antioxidants critical for, uh, you know, for, for longevity and health and any specific conditions they help, uh, that they help fight or overcome? Well, uh, one of my favorite topics, Josh, is uh, flavonoids, uh, which are a, a component of a larger umbrella uh, a group of compounds called polyphenols, and that may be familiar to your audience. Uh, flavonoids are responsible for the pigments of many uh, plants, of so flowers, uh, uh, fruits and vegetables, and they're also responsible for many health benefits. As a class of compounds, flavonoids are characterized as biological response modifiers. Let me explain what that term means, biological response modifiers. These are compounds that modify our response to the environment. And this has been noted by these compounds as a class exerting anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antiviral, anti-cancer, anti-aging. Uh, these are just some of the effects that have been noted with these compounds. So, uh, colorful fruits and vegetables, uh, extracts of colorful fruits and vegetables, or uh, most of the medicinal herbs owe their medicinal effects to their flavonoid components. Uh, people know the benefits of dark chocolate. Again, it's related to the flavonoid components. And here's the thing, what we're learning about these, uh, these flavonoids is, like if we look at the research with uh, dark chocolate, for example, we know that these, these polyphenols, these flavonoids exert significant benefits of their own. But when researchers looked at how the microbiome metabolizes these uh, flavonoids, what they found was is that uh, the metabolites were up to nine times more powerful than the starting material. So not only do these compounds produce benefits of their own, but they have significant effects on improving the composition of the microbiome and feeding the microbiome in a way that promotes health. And when that happens, the microbiome repays that benefit by converting these flavonoids to even more beneficial compounds. It's a great synergy. And it's really the, you know, it's exciting and it's fun to learn about how these compounds work to promote health. So I focus a lot on, uh, on flavonoids in, in, in all of my uh, dietary recommendations uh, because the research is so solid on diets that are rich in these, in these uh, plant pigments. About 8,000 different flavonoids have been uh, chemically classified. They have general effects, but each uh, type of flavonoid has some very specific effects and different affinities. Uh, some flavonoids, for example, uh, bilberry or blueberries have an affinity for the brain and for the retina. Uh, the, the grapeseed extract has an affinity for the lining of our vascular system and our lungs. 
Milk thistle extract, it's related to its flavonoid components. They have an affinity for the liver. A hawthorn extract, uh, affinity for the large blood vessels. It goes on and on and on. So they become tissue specific antioxidant and we can use them as targeted ways to really support specific uh, areas of the body. Now, one of the things you mentioned here that I, that I love and so fascinated with is uh, things that really support the health of the gut microbiome, right? I mean, you, you and I, I mean, again, you wrote the Encyclopedia on Natural Medicine. So when we're talking about someone like Hippocrates saying, you know, disease begins in the gut, and we know health, health begins there as well. You're also looking at, we, we have, obviously, probiotics is something uh, that I think obviously we're very familiar with. I'm sure we've both taken many probiotics over the years. We also have new categories we're seeing uh, out there like prebiotics and even now postbiotics. Can, can you share any thoughts on either pre or post? Or if you're, I mean, again, I, I and by the way, these questions, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you all these different things, but I just, uh, you yeah, know, I find great. it fascinating. But I would love to hear your thought because a lot of times, you know, I, I, I love things that tend to be things that we were already using. Uh, in nature that people can also take obviously in capsule form in an easy way, but even foods. What are your thoughts on prebiotics and postbiotics? And do you have any favorites that you think really support the gut microbiome as pre and post? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've spent a lot of time like you looking at this and uh, our thinking is going to evolve on this. Uh, Right now, it's almost a reverse germ theory where we're, we're utilizing probiotics to influence the microbiome. And I don't know if that's how we're gonna be doing it in the future. Um, there, I don't know if you've heard of Acromensia mucinophilia, uh, but this is a, one of the most important uh, organisms in our gut. And studies have shown that it's effective giving it live, it's effect, but it's most effective giving it heat killed. Why? Because it's not really the, the live that's producing the, the benefits. The heat killed contains uh, a protein that stimulates the production of mucin and helps heal that, uh, that gut lining. And then in that process, it feeds uh, that name, Acromensia mucinophilia. Mucin means Mucin means mucus lining, philia means love. It loves that mucus lining and it works with our intestinal cell in making sure that it has that strong barrier function in that intestinal lining. And, I, and looking at the studies with acromensia mucinophilia uh, kind of set off a light bulb in me. And, and so I started looking at you know, ways in which diet influences the, the microbiome. And what we know about uh, the health of the microbiome is that uh, the greater the diversity in, in microbes, the healthier the microbiome. The greater the diversity of the diet, the greater the diversity of the microbiome. So one of my chief recommendations is make sure you're eating a variety of different foods. Most Americans, they get stuck on eating the same thing day in and day out. And even if that's really healthy food, uh, you're limiting yourself. You have to take advantage of the cornucopia of nature and utilize uh, a variety of different foods in your diet on a regular basis. So that's, that's one of the key things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of some of these uh, para-probiotics or zombie uh, probiotics where they've basically been heat killed and they still yield benefits. Uh, for example, I just wrote an article uh, that, I, that I posted recently on 
a product called HKL-137. It was developed in Japan. It was developed from a uh, lactobacillus uh, bacteria that was utilized in, in uh, uh, traditionally uh, fermented foods. Uh, and what they found was is that uh, they could heat kill it at a specific time and that would liberate these, these active components called lipotechoic acids. And the, the effects that this has on the immune system are really profound. Uh, it's processed by specialized cells in the intestinal lining and it activates the release of uh, interleukin-12 and interferons. And this has a systemic effect on improving immune health. Uh, the dose is like 10 milligrams and it provides 12 billion cells, but they're all dead. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting because this is, it's, we've always been told, it's dogma that in order for a probiotic to be a benefit, it must be live. And that's true for certain probiotics, but we, we're seeing more and more of these stabilized forms and realizing that it's not the live bacteria that's producing the benefits, it's components in the cell walls or some other factor that's promoting the benefits seen uh, from these, these organisms. So we're just learning and it's fun and, you know, we have to be flexible. And uh, even though you're much younger than me, I know you've been around long enough to know that uh, you, you can't be dogmatic in medicine because things change and they're changing. And, and so I, I just think we're going to be, be uh, we're going to be utilizing different therapies to influence the microbiome. And I know that uh, you, like me, understand the real magic that's taking place in your gut is in that phase where you have the interaction between the, the microbiome and the intestinal cell. And that's where, that's where we need to focus on. Right now, the focus is a lot of times is on the stool and not on that interface. And that, that's, that's where the magic takes place. Well, I, I, I love this discussion, Doc, because you know what I'm thinking about too, and I think my audience too really understands that gut health is so important. And so as we're talking about this and you know, referencing one of the conditions we've both referenced before, leaky gut syndrome, when you have that intestinal lining, that barrier and those gap junctions as they're called, you know, these things are, are and this research is important for knowing how to best treat leaky gut syndrome, repair those areas, improve nutrient absorption and so many things, that integrity, that health of that gut, gut lining is really so, so important uh, for, for, uh, for everybody who's listening here as well. Um, also wanted to mention, I mean, this is another reason why I love, I love the combination of knowing what the ancients did, you know, looking at what was used in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, ancient Greek medicine, and also looking at the research today to say what it's saying, you know, what's interesting, like certain herbs, like astragalus, you know, is used in Chinese medicine with, with most cases like leaky gut syndrome, which oftentimes they would call like a spleen chi deficiency. But anyways, all that being said, you know, and being able to study these herbs, see why they work, see how they affect the body. Anyways, I love talking about this stuff. And so um, what would be some of your top foods for anybody who's saying, and I, I know so, so some of it's early in terms of the research, but knowing just what you know, what would you say some of the top foods are that are really going to help nourish that intestinal membrane that you're talking about? Yeah, uh, these are uh, components uh, of uh, our diet that I think everybody should be focusing on flavonoid rich foods and, uh, uh, you know, berries, uh, 
you know, uh, dark, dark chocolate, green leafy vegetables, uh, all very important. Uh, green tea, uh, even some, a little bit of black tea, herbal teas in general, all, all good sources of, of flavonoids. I also like um, all of the cruciferous vegetables, uh, kale, broccoli, cauliflower, mustard. Uh, make liberal use of spices. Volatile oils, Josh, uh, are really critical for the health of the microbiome. You know, some of the research that they've done in, in the animal field uh, market. So in, what's happening in our, in our, uh, uh, in our animal care uh, is they're trying to they're trying to increase yield of meat and poultry uh, without the use of antibiotics and steroids. So if you if I encourage you, I don't know if you've looked at this, but if, if you read the the research on what they're doing to animal feel, feed, it's really fascinating. For example, th there are studies where they use volatile oils like from cinnamon or sage, and uh, you know we see oregano oil out there. Uh, enteric coated peppermint oil, these volatile oils in the feed market, they've been shown to produce better effects on changing the microbiome in broiler chicks and hogs and other uh, 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 animal foods that we're trying to make uh, by utilizing these volatile oils than using uh, probiotics or uh, uh, basically wiping out their microbiome with, with antibiotics. So I think we can take advantage of that. Uh, heavily use spices and herbs in your cooking, uh, in your juicing. Uh, just get those volatile compounds into your body. One of the things, uh, Dr. Michael, I think you'll find interesting. So myself and Jordan Rubin, we co-own a couple farms, one in Missouri and one in Tennessee. And so we raise water buffalo, yaks, uh, zebu, you know, different types of cattle, sheep, goats. And we actually do exactly what you're talking about. I mean, because of the research that you're quoting. And so giving them a lot of these volatile oil compounds found in different types of oils, essential oils is really powerful. So anyways, I, I, anyways I'm, so, I'm so glad you brought that up because it really is amazing when you look at the research and also how now these animals aren't having to be on antibiotics. You know, that's a, a lot of the, the, the uh, you know, this a lot of the livestock today, whether they're sick or not, you know, they're given antibiotics on a regular basis. And it's just anyways, obviously just, you know, tra we, we, I know we could get into a whole thing about the, about the farming industry and some of the, uh, you know, negative, negative things going on out there today, but it's, you know, and I, I know I've, I've read a book of yours years ago too. And I think maybe even I saw you on the Dr. Oz show talking about sort of this, the difference between, um, you know, what we're doing today, so using so many medications unnecessarily, of course, in livestock, but also in humans and versus, you know, the natural health industry has, uh, you know, has all of these solutions that don't have those same side effects. You want to talk about that for a minute. And then after that, I actually want to talk in and talk about your, uh, your, your book, The Longevity Matrix. But talk to me about sort of what your approach is, because I know that you've taken care of families, you've taken care of individuals and you've prescribed, you know, herbal supp or just supplements and seeing great results. Talk about that model today versus the conventional model. Yeah, well, first I, I want to just, you were kind of gave uh, homage to, uh, you know, ancient medicines and uh, also traditional medicine. And 
one of the things I love about food, and I think food is really magical. I mean, we, we, we fall in love with our latest technology, but the greatest technology in the universe is nothing that man has created. It's nature. And the, the way we commune with nature on a daily basis is through the food that we eat, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink. Uh, and uh, food is really uh, quite magical. Sir Arthur Clarke had a great quote. He said that any uh, advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And we are just scratching the surfaces to what we know about food. But think about this. When you are uh, <laughs> going into a restaurant and you can smell all the wonderful fragrances, and when you're in a spice market, when you're in a grocery store in the produce section and you pick up an orange, all of these compounds that you're experiencing are volatile compounds. And those are the compounds that I think will turn out to be the magic bullet for uh, really uh, improving uh, our uh, microbiome and intestinal health. So that, that I just wanted to throw that in there. Well, and I want to point out how important this is, Doc, because think about this too. When you're eating something too that's fresh, right? Yes. You smell yes. it. Versus something that's yes. dead, you're not smelling it, right? Yeah, you, you got it, Josh. I mean, you, you can, you know, that orange, uh, you, you slice it and you put it in the, uh, in the refrigerator, you know, a day or so later, you smell it. It's not going to have that same pungency. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah, there's, I, I, really, I really think that when we look back, when uh, medical historians look back at medicine from the 1900s to today, they're going to refer to it as the dark age of pharmacy because so many of our drugs are dead ends. They do not address the underlying cause of the disease. They're simply biochemical band-aids. And in the process, they end up producing more harm than good. And I, I, there's more and more data to support that. I've written on this subject a lot. If you look at uh, the commonly used drugs, they, they're illogical, they're irrational. And in the contrast, you can look at natural approaches and they make sense. You know, you don't get a headache because you're deficient in aspirin. You don't get knee pain because your body is screaming for Advil or ibuprofen. You don't get depressed because you need vitamin P for Prozac. But all of these conditions uh, owe their origin to imbalances that are related to nutrition and physiology. And we can influence physiology and we can address insufficiencies in uh, nutrients through uh, supplementation. And it, it's just, it, it's just a different model, but it's the, it's the model of the future is again, as we un increase our understanding, uh, we're going to uh, come out with a whole new uh, paradigm of medicine. And, and uh, I, I think we're at the forefront of that because we're focusing on trying to address the underlying cause. So, you know, if we look at what causes, what causes uh, osteoarthritis, a major cause of joint pain is the degeneration of the cartilage. And if we utilize nutrients or specialty supplements like glucosamine to provide the building blocks for that connective tissue, we can see results that are better than achieved with uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen or even Celebrex. I mean, can you imagine, and I know you and I imagine this all the time, but just for our listeners here, imagine if every clinic in the country, if somebody went in and if they had arthritis, rather than being prescribed a medication that is going to destroy the liver, the gut, and other areas of the body, if they were prescribed, you know, 
uh, bone broth, if they were just prescribed turmeric, if they were prescribed boswellic acid, if they were prescribed omega-3 fatty acids in a healthy diet and rehab routine in order to heal their joints versus, the, you know, for conditions all over the country, I mean, we, we would be transformed as a nation. I mean, again, it's just, it, it's um, anyways, a lot of problems would be solved. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. I am so excited to share that my new book, Ancient Remedies, is already a bestseller. When I started writing this book, I talked to Dr. Oz about the content, and he was so excited that he wrote an endorsement for the book, which he rarely does. People like Carrie Underwood and Dr. Mark Hyman have been raving about the book, and find out why this book already has more than 500 five-star reviews on Amazon in just a few short weeks. Head to draxcom forward slash ancient remedies to learn more about why this book will be your ultimate reference guide for healing over 70 health conditions, including including problems related to your immunity, digestion, hormones, and more. Plus, it has over 70 simple and delicious healing recipes. Again, go to DrAxe.com forward slash ancient remedies to learn more or get a copy today to see what all the buzz is about. So, Doc, you have authored so many books, so many best-selling books, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, and you've got a book out right now. It's fantastic. It's called The Longevity Matrix. Yeah. And one of the chapters, and you've got a lot of great chapters in there. One of the chapters and things I want to talk about today that I think is so relevant is related to our immune system and enhancing and strengthening our immunity. You know, I look at a lot of the things that we are, uh, people are living in fear of today and different types of viruses. And we know here's the, here's the honest truth is that your own body and organ systems can fight off viruses, you know, when you, and so we should be strengthening, strengthening ourselves on a regular basis. Talk to me about what are some of the best strategies and protocols that you've utilized with patients and people you've cared for over the years in terms of how to really, what's the key to enhancing our, our immune system? Very good question. Our immune system is a reflection of our general health. So first we have to pay attention to those foundational aspects of health, a positive mental attitude, effective stress management techniques. We have to have a health promoting lifestyle. We have to get enough sleep. We have to exercise. We have to avoid harmful health habits. Uh, we have to uh, eat a health promoting diet that's gonna provide all the important nutrients that our immune system needs. And then we need to, to supplement. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, if we, we look at what's happening right now, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it, I think it's gonna be a wake up call because when they sift through all the data, they're gonna see that one of the reasons why the US has been hit so hard is because we're not a very healthy society. We are overweight and obese as a nation and that leads to impaired immune function. So uh, the health of our immune system is a reflection of our overall health. So uh, we, ha we have to have all those foundational elements in place. And uh, I, I think there's gonna be a, a lot of blessings from this, this pandemic. I think some good will come out of it and I think one of the things that'll come out of it is how we can improve our immune system through these natural approaches. Because the thing about this virus and the thing about uh, uh, all viruses, we're, we're always gonna be exposed to something and developing uh, 
you know, vaccines and developing specific protocols, they, they may have their place, but they cannot be placed above how can we improve someone's immune system. They can't be placed above answering that question. And uh, right now it is. I remember the very first uh, press conference when, uh, when they were talking about uh, over a year ago, when, when they were talking about uh, uh, getting ready for this pandemic, uh, Fauci was asked uh, by a reporter, well, is there anything that we can do to, to support our immune system? And he said, no. Uh, and and that is really uh, that was a great opportunity, and uh, I just wish that we would have had a very proactive approach with just some basic uh, supplementation uh, as part of the stimulus package. What if we would have given everybody extra vitamin D3, zinc, selenium, vitamin C? I think we it's possible we could have uh, cut this this uh, death rate down by 90%. That's my belief. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, Doc, is I, I did an interview in March when this was all happening and talked about what you, I, I and I, I specifically talked a lot about vitamin D and zinc. Yeah. And, um, and then I talked about all of the different foods, foods rich in quercetin, you know, citrus fruits, everything else. And then I got some backlash from people saying, how can you say that the nutritional would impact? I mean, you know, and so it was just very interesting. And Anyways, it, I, I watched the exact same press conference and it just blew my mind. And it's really sad that that's sort of, you know, where we're at today. And so what is, so, so you mentioned a few things. You mentioned vitamin D being a big one. Vitamin C, what are some of the other things? If somebody's going to take, focus on getting a few foods in their diet and a few supplements, what would be your top recommendations there? Again, it has to be a varied diet. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of, of nuts and seeds, as long as people don't have any uh, allergic reactions to them. I think they're, they're rich sources. I'm a big fan of, again, spicing it up, utilizing uh, herbs and spices very liberally in the diet. Five servings of vegetables a day. A, a serving is defined as one half cup cooked or one cup uncooked and try to make it about 50-50. There are nutrients that are better absorbed from the cooked vegetable than a fresh. So if you have a 50-50 mix, you're getting the best of, of both worlds. Uh, two servings of fruit, high quality protein. Uh, I like whey protein in my smoothies. Uh, I uh, like plant uh, proteins, but I also utilize, uh, I have uh, organic eggs uh, on occasion. Uh, I, I, I don't eat much beef. Uh, I eat uh, fish on a regular basis and poultry on occasion. So, you know, getting high quality protein, making sure you're, you're uh, covering all the basic needs. Your immune system, it's highly uh, active. It's very metabolically active. And the reason why we have these daily requirements for these nutrients is because uh, highly uh, active tissues are utilizing them. And if, if, if the, the immune system doesn't have enough zinc, selenium, manganese, copper, uh, vitamin C, D3, all of the known nutrients, it's not going to fully protect us. And we want to make sure that it has all the tools it needs to provide that shield of protection. And, and we know that nutrient deficiency in the United States is rampant. We know that vitamin D3 is, 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 is it's, it's a public health emergency. We need to get people to have their vitamin D3 levels up to at least 50 uh, 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 
nanograms per ml. That's kind of the sweet spot. Uh, we want it to be between 50 and 80. Uh, we've got situations where people in nursing homes, uh, people that are overweight or have diabetes, uh, people of darker skin color, we see like almost three out of four of them have levels below 20. And that's, that's deficiency. And when you start looking at the mortality rates in these studies in COVID-19 based upon vitamin D levels, we see almost a 100% mortality if that vitamin D level is below 18. And we wow. see virtually no mortality if it's above 34. So the, that should have been the first clue to get people supplementing with vitamin D3. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a complex issue. It's not just one thing, but it, uh, when they get done looking at all this data, they're going to say, oh, my God, if we would have mobilized a, a national public health initiative where we, where we focused on making sure everybody's vitamin D3 level was at least above 34, but ideally above 50, I think, I think it would have been a completely different uh, scenario. Yeah, it's great advice. I want to encourage you, everybody listening, you know, some of these crucial nutrients that Dr. Murray's talking about. Number one, again, vitamin D. Here's the thing about vitamin D. It's one of the easiest tests in the world. I mean, you can go online and just like a vitamin D test, they can ship it to your house in a couple of days. You can, you can ship the test. I mean, it is one of the easiest tests ever. There's, there's local labs and, and it's very inexpensive. So again, I want to encourage everybody get a vitamin D test. And if you know, if you live in the Northern, uh, you know, Northern part of the U S if you rarely get, if you don't get a lot of sun, uh, you definitely want to probably take it anyways, but either way, the tests are so easy. So number one, take vitamin D and also consider we talked about zinc, we talked about vitamin C, selenium, as Doc talked about here as well, and uh, even nutrients like quercetin. And also from a dietary standpoint, uh, you know, what I took away is a few things. One, get a lot of vegetables, about five servings a day. And the big thing is variety, lots of different ones. Hey, if you haven't tried broccoli, rabe, you know, try it. If you haven't tried endive or watercress or, hey, if kale's new to you, hey, try a lot of different things here. Mustard greens, as Dr. Murray mentioned a little bit ago, berries, fruits, you know, try a lot of different colors of fruits. Also sprinkle a few nuts and seeds in here, especially ones that are rich in certain nutrients like selenium. And then also do a little bit of wild organic meat. The wild caught fish is especially good there as well. And I want to encourage everybody, check out Dr. Murray's book. You can simply go to amazon.com. The book is called The Longevity Matrix. It's how to live better, stronger, and longer. Again, The Longevity Matrix. If you just go on amazon.com, look up The Longevity Matrix, Dr. Murray. Uh, you'll, you'll find Dr. Michael Murray there. And also check out Dr. Murray's website. It's Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, spelled out Dr. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y.com. Well, one of the last couple of questions I have for you uh, here, here, Doc, is talk to me about the Longevity Matrix, your new book, and what are some of the principles you share in there? And what are, what's one key takeaway that we can think about uh, when it comes to how to live a longer life? Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, what I wanted to do in this book was kind of crystallize uh, my approach to helping people live longer. And it, it's really a matrix, which is uh, you're, you're uh, connecting all these different body systems uh, because uh, our body is a lot like a car. What's the most important 
piece of a car. <laughs> it's the one that's broken usually, but you know, you need to have the key. You need to have four tires that are functioning. You need to have uh, gas in the car. You need the, the engine, the sparks plugs, all the different components that make that car run properly have to be there. And so when we're looking at how we can live longer, we have to make sure that our, our body is, is getting all the necessary support it needs and we have to, again, focus on the foundations of positive mental attitude, health promoting diet, health promoting lifestyle, and then supporting our body. And I go through this, uh, this, this uh, process in the book, trying to strengthen every body system. And I'm also addressing uh, all the various medical approaches, drug approaches that are really crippling a person's ability to live longer, Josh. I mean, if we look at something like Tylenol, okay, or acetaminophen, this drug should be banned. It's, 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 it, we've gone far beyond that. We don't need that drug. It has no uh, effect really other than reducing fever and uh, reducing pain, but it doesn't provide any therapeutic benefit but it does have significant harm attached to it. It's a cellular toxin. If you take too much acetaminophen, you're gonna go into liver failure because it depletes our cells of important uh, antioxidant components like glutathione. And what people may not understand is that uh, this is happening not just in the liver, but throughout the body. 50 million Americans uh, utilize Tylenol on a weekly basis. And this drug is associated, a simple drug is associated with an increased risk for Alzheimer's disease, increased risk for liver damage and kidney damage, increased risk for male infertility, increased risk for asthma and children. The list goes on and on and on because all of those conditions are associated with a depletion of glutathione. And you're taking something that is adding fuel to the fire. You're adding fuel to disease processes in your body because you're robbing our body of something it needs to fight against disease. Uh, so um, I, I kind of go through every major drug classification, whether it's sleeping pills or anti-inflammatory drugs or uh, statins or antihypertensives. There are natural ways that we can address the conditions that these drugs are being utilized that are going to actually help people live longer, healthier, stronger, and better. And uh, we just got to get people on the on the road and path to health versus down that other path of uh, treating symptoms and uh, treating disease. Well, Doc, I know that you and I are both big fans of the same thing. It's using food and lifestyle medicine to help us heal, and those things are free of all of the side effects. And if we would really, as a you know, as a nation, as a world, really embrace these natural forms of medicine, I know that the results would be absolutely incredible. Hey, you know, if I were in charge, which I'm not, unfortunately, but if I was, hey, you would be the chief of staff of, you know, uh, of change in healthcare. So anyways, I appreciate you so much. I've been such a big fan of your work. I want to encourage everybody again, check out The Longevity Matrix, Dr. Michael Murray's new book. Also go to Dr. Murray.com. And also, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Murray is one of the uh, chief officers and really the head doctor at iHerb.com. It's one of the world's leaders in offering some of the world's most powerful herbs and spices and vitamins and all kinds of things on there. And you can also find ancient nutrition products on iHerb as well. And uh, again, I want to say, Dr. Michael, it's an honor uh, to have you on today. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us.
Thank you. All right. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to another podcast. I'll be back next week. And thanks again to our brilliant expert, Dr. Michael Murray. I'll see you soon. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.